0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified
1: physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash
2: weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, now in our sixth season looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Mikey Penty-Smith, this is the flagship show, and on the weekend that Line of Duty returns to our screens, I'm joined by two men who, aside from the odd dodgy expenses receipt, are as straight as they come. How are you both? What? (laughs) Yeah, I can say it's taken aback by that. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks,
1: Mikey. Yeah, really good. Thanks.
3: Mother of God. (laughs) Brilliant.
1: I thought i had
2: been brushed under the carpet. Uh, <laughs> <dear>. <laughs> I hope that doesn't affect your um, pension, Dave. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, struck off. No, 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 no. Yeah, just, yeah, can't be doing Some accusations that. Can't be doing will... that, Joe, can we? we? Can't be doing Some that. Some accusations will be false. Absolutely, all of them. And uh, Joe, can I congratulate you on finishing your degree this week? Oh,
3: yeah, I, well, I had my dissertation result back this week, so I'm all done apart from this. End point assessment I have to do in, a, oh, in a couple of weeks. So only 18 years after I started my degree have I finally finished one. Brilliant. That <laughs> 18,
2: 18 freshers weeks.
3: <laughs> how um, how long were you doing your dissertation for, Joe? Um, well, because of COVID, it sort of got delayed a few times. over. So it, I ended up just doing it the last sort of probably from like January to March. So there's some um, exciting times about the construction skills gap.
2: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, nice to get something like that out of the way. Mm.
3: Yeah, you'll have to send
2: us all a copy of that, Joe. Let's have a look through. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll start with the, <laughs> the news. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> we'll start with the news. And by recent standards, it's been a relatively quiet week at Ipswich. Um, on Thursday, we learned that Troy Parrott will miss our trip to Wigan next week. Um, bit of a shame, this one, Joe, as he's been looking pretty good in behind Norwood.
3: Although, he obviously, didn't play at Portsmouth. Yeah, he's probably... Like I say we, we made these four loan additions in January and he's probably the only one that's actually proved to be worthwhile, hasn't it? Um mm-hmm. sort of Mafferson has sort of played a couple of games and not been seen for ages. harrod has been generally poor and not on the bench at the weekend. Luke Thomas seems to be miles off it. He's back in the under 23s now. So like I say it's typical a of sort of poor recruitment window and the only player that is making an impact now is unavailable for a game.
2: It's a bit of a sign of the times for Ireland, isn't it, Dave? Hopefully, stats not listening to this, but a bit of a sign that <laughs> that, that uh, League One loney is making it. into Yeah, the, you got the you fall. got to say that. haven't you? yeah, blimey, I didn't realise it's actually the full the full Ireland
1: squad, was it? I believe so yeah. yeah yeah um yeah there's Niall saying, quinn and robbie keen Oh my goodness me yeah he's, 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 done okay. he's done okay again i think there's a there's a player in there somewhere i mean not not been a huge goal threat for us but can't you can't you know i can't fault him for effort and application but um and he's, I mean, he's young still you know 19 for goodness sake but yeah as you say a definite sign of the times for uh Definite sign of the times for Ireland. It's McGoldrick. It's McGoldrick
3: retired. He's retired, now, yeah. He has
1: retired now, hasn't he? I thought so. Well, I, th-
3: I think even when you looked at it, sort of sort of watched a few games at the end of mixed rain there, and they they just have nothing up front at all. And it was a case of Troy Parrot, that Connolly from Brighton, who's got a couple of senior goals, and I sort of after Murphy McGoldrick, and I think they're just taking the view just to sort of drop down and try and get some young, very yeah. promising players like Parrot and that. Adam Eder, who's at Norwich, and just trying oh, yeah. to yeah. trying to push them on, sort of to sort of get well only ones that are actually going to be able to play long term for them, rather than just sort of try and get some stop gaps with some sort of hmm. Championship League One strikers to play in there. Yeah,
2: good
3: for
1: the good for the lad. Good experience for him, though.
3: Yeah, hope
2: hopefully it goes well when he comes back. Who would they play here? I mean, who who do we know who they're playing even?
3: I haven't checked. I'm pretty sure they've got, I think they've got three games in that week. So I'd be amazed if he doesn't get any minutes in that.
2: Yeah. So on Friday morning, Dave, out of absolutely nowhere, we had some fantastic (laughs) news as it was revealed that the lesser spotted Kane Vincent Young was to be named in the squad for the Portsmouth game. How I big mean, a boost is that for us? Not just in the I mean, short massive, term. But... Isn't it? I mean, for everybody. I mean, he was
1: absolutely superb. And you forget he only played. What an impact he made. I think he plays nine games, was it, he played for us. I mean, what an impact. I mean, he was scoring goals. He was assists. He was so good, wasn't he? Absolutely so good. And it's almost from nowhere because I think, he obviously got injured again, came back, got injured in pre-season. Then I think he was close to a comeback, I think in January, then had a knee problem in training. And I honestly thought, and I think a few of us did, I don't know, Joe, but a few of us thought that, well, this is, you know, it's just I well, don't we're going to see him this season. Then you're right. And this is, uh, you see, this from the, the club sometimes. You know, there's been, you know, no news, no news, no news, and he's suddenly he's there. And um, you know, not only was he, I thought it's oh, quite good. He'll travel with the travel with the squad sort of thing. He's one well, he's named on the bench. And um, well, ultimately makes a bit of a, makes a bit of a cameo near the end. I mean, incredibly, yeah, can only be can only be good for us. Um, I'm sure we'll get onto that, but uh, quite an interesting selection point, I think. Now going forward,
2: indeed, we will get to that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Joe, how much? But even if we don't make the playoffs this season, how big is it that Kane Vincent Young can get himself fit between now and the end of the season?
3: Well, it's, it's massive, isn't it? I, like I say, he played what nine, ten games, and Mick Mills named him in our team of the decade. This is a player who's played <laughs> eight hundred games for it, which is a fullback. Oh, won the, won the, <laughs> all those honors, captain England at a World Cup, and he he said he was our sort of best right back of the decade, and th- that impact he made. And I'd say i like Dave. I wasn't expecting him to see him this season. I, I think he was just the case. Any anything you got out of him this year was going to be a bonus, but I didn't. I didn't expect to see him this quickly, and with sort of the excellent pod you did, Mikey, with the Wigan and Portsmouth guys. And they're all just saying it was Cook loves his fullbacks. He needs he needs these attacking fullbacks who can get forward. And ultimately, Luke Chambers isn't the man to do that at right back for us. And he's and Cook is having to sort of having to play players, maybe not quite how he'd like them to play in, in, the, in those roles. And you, you just saw the impact. Vincent Young, the first thing he did when he came on, he, he carried the ball and got us up eighty yards up the pitch and won a, was it a corner or throwing straight away and it's just like yeah. that's just what that's just what we've missed, isn't it? That mm. running power, the carrying the ball, interchanging and just the confidence and pace.
2: Yeah, and he's just he's so comfortable on the ball in tight spaces as well, isn't he? Mm. He's got that lovely little turn. He's so two footed yeah, he's so two footed for a League One player. Like he's got a lovely little step over with his left foot as well. And yeah, such a he could make such a big difference for us, couldn't he? Yeah. Um, There was also some exciting news for the Blue Monday podcast itself this week, as we secured a new sponsor. It's called Favourite Chicken and Ribs, and they're a takeaway and delivery franchise with over 90 stores, from traditional pieces of fried chicken to hot wings, ribs and burgers, and even donuts, as Dave found out. They've got you covered. And, (laughs) um, yeah, they kindly sent each of us um, some samples, and it's fair to say that we enjoyed them, didn't we, gents?
3: Yeah, very good. I had I had the sort of family sampler box. I'd have ideally liked to get some chicken on the bone, but eating with the kids, it was sort of a bit of a no-no. So we went for that and no, re- really good, had that. Even had a couple of ribs chucked in there as well, which was very nice. So I'd urge people to get out there and try that. Like I said, these restaurants have had a tough time in lockdown. So good to get out and try the local delicacies.
1: Yeah, we went full-on chicken. So I think similar similar meal to, to Joe, but full-on chicken on the bone. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah, really thoroughly enjoyed that. And as Joe said, yeah, great to support support these establishments now because the tough times that, uh, you know, they've, they've all had through lockdown. So, yeah, that was very, very much appreciated.
2: Lovely stuff. Yeah, I, I had hot wings and a spicy chicken burger meal. And as it was a Sunday, I had gravy as well. Um, oh, yeah, I had gravy. So, our Ipswich
3: base... That was good.
2: Very nice. Our Ipswich-based listeners can enjoy a 20% discount by entering BM20 at the checkout page online. Just visit www.chicken-ipswich.co.uk or check out their Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash favourite Ipswich delivery. Um, so I guess the three of us are now chick-influencers is, <laughs> is what we'd be called. Um... Convert. <laughs> um and i i promise that when we plug that in the future it won't be as long as that this is the this is the introduction um 20 sure is a great offer though isn't it so people yeah, should take decent, advantage yeah. of that absolutely so onto to it's
1: not it's a shame it's not a weekend of winner winner chicken dinner but anyway let's <laughs> hey. do <you> on. <laughs>
2: it would have written itself then, wouldn't it uh, i it would have been wouldn't it? Lovely stuff. So going on to Saturday's game now, and Town travelled to Portsmouth looking for our first win against them in any competition since 2012. And um, Paul Cook made four changes with Stephen Ward, Teddy Bishop, Keenan Bennett and James Norwood coming in for Kenlock, Skews, Parrott and Jackson. And to begin with, Joe, although on paper it's a 4-3-2-1, again, it looked like a 4-4-2, didn't it?
3: Yeah, there was Keenan Bennett's was playing this sort of strange role where when we had the ball, we were a real sort of 4-3-3. Bennett's out wide on the left, Edwards on the right. But when we didn't have the ball, Judge sort of shifted over to the left hand side and Bennett's didn't really have much defensive responsibility at all. We almost went two banks to four with Bennett's just as a free man up almost as a second striker when we didn't have the ball. So that's quite quite an interesting setup from Cook, who's sort of showing a bit of adaptability already to sort of try and work with what he's got.
2: And um just before we get into it, we'll talk about Portsmouth as well. Um so Danny Cowley's first game in charge. Um I'm gonna probably make a mess of some of these pronunciations, but the goalkeeper I've seen I think I've seen Luke Penning singling him out as a potential future Ipswich switch signing because a lot of these sportsmen players are out of contract in the summer um, so it's um, um Bolton right back Watmore and Raggett the centre-backs, Brown left back then the impressive Ronan Curtis left wing, Cannon and Naylor um, the central midfielders, Harness on the right and Williams behind Hiwula um, <laughs> I'll, I'll go to Dave first what was your reaction to the news that Cowley was take or the Cowley, sorry, were taking over at Portsmouth? Because I know a lot of people were they were although we're happy with Paul Cook, they were a lot of people's first choice for the Ipswich job, weren't
1: they? Yeah, they were. I mean, I was was surprised, maybe slightly surprised. I mean again, it's one of these um one of these deals that obviously clearly that Cook had turned down previously at Cardiff. I think initially it's just to the end of the season for the last 12 games. Mm. So perhaps I was surprised, but, you know, Portsmouth, you know, yeah, as league one, it's a big club, you know, big club in league one. Um, You know, I suppose in the, in the South, you know, nice part of the nice part of the world, South coast. um, Yeah. That didn't, didn't greatly, didn't greatly surprise me. They're always going to take a job at, take a job at some point. And I think we were sort of congratulating ourselves when Jacket left weren't we, went basically saying, well, just as well we got Cook when we did, because, you know, he'd have probably been a, a shoe-in, perhaps, you know, to go back there. You know, he's very well thought of, clearly. All the comments we had from Portsmouth fans, and I know you had on the, uh, you know, on your, um, on your chat, Mike, he was all, all very positive about Cook. So, yeah, they were always going to end up, um, you know, end up somewhere. Um,
2: just unfortunately, it was Portsmouth, and it was their first game yesterday. Yeah, it was sod's law that it was going to be when they just for they were playing us, wasn't it, Joe?
3: yeah and at the fact i was very surprised that they've taken such a short-term deal mm. to, just to the end of the season and so sort of, i had been speaking to a few people about this sort of with regards to the difference between paul cook and danny cowley and i i think if we wanted to get promotion this year maybe danny cowley would have been a better option because they they're very adaptable to the players that they've got whereas marcus evans in this appointment is obviously seeing it as a long-term view with paul cook and he he made sort of the big player the style of football and that's the style of football that the fans of all his previous clubs have spoken about that maybe it's going to be a bit of a slower burn with Cook than it would have been with Cowley where they might have taken a more pragmatic approach just to try and get us up this year and well and then obviously if you fail when you do that you end up sort of in a worse position sometimes though
2: Yeah and luckily football fans are very patient so there won't be any complaining Um, so with Paul Cook bellowing instructions from the touchline <laughs> um really like more audibly than ever um we started with real purpose didn't we in in the 20th minute judge hits a decent free kick which the keeper had to save um in the 31st minute norwood got in behind but bennett's was unable to make proper contact with his cross but a minute later norwood was behind again.
3: joe yeah So. I think it's Teddy Bishop wins the ball back in midfield and he plays it to Edwards. He makes sort of, he makes a good run forward, but then just lacks a little bit of intent on the ball and loses it. But Chambers just wins the ball straight back and gives it to Bishop. Bishop again feeds Edwards. And this time Edwards takes a lovely first touch, knocks it inside and then places, a, plays a really nice reverse ball from that sort of right channel. And like the run Norwood had made for when Bishop had slipped him in early, he makes a really good run and it just sits nicely and he absolutely wallops it in really. so. It's a really good finish isn't it from a player okay. who's I think sort of Norwood he missed a lot of one-on-ones last season but this time he actually just rather than try to dink it over the keeper or be a bit clever he just sort of tried to knock the lever off the ball and a really good finish and this is what James Norwood gives you isn't it he he is a player that makes those runs he gets those chances it's it's no it's no coincidence that we create better chances when he's in the side for me. Mm.
2: Absolutely he's is our best striker isn't he Dave and it was a good good shape that finish. Oh, it was a lovely shape. It was a clever run. He runs off the shoulder, I think. of It's ragged, isn't it? It just
1: gets behind him. It's such a good run. It's a really good play from Edwards, though. It was a lovely weighted ball. You know, as the Joe said, he drifts inside and hits it left foot. It's a lovely ball. And yeah, he just doesn't mess with it. He just, you know, smashes it, doesn't he? Really good finish, actually. Very good goal. And at that point, no issues at all you know looking so comfortable you know playing really well Joe said we just had the chance a minute before when perhaps you know Norwood was pushed slightly wide and Bennett's perhaps should have got a better contact and scored he really wasn't far out and we had the judge free kick we were looking really good Bishop was making those runs from midfield you know linking the play um just
2: very very comfortable and then yeah (laughs) fire away Dave Portsmouth get a corner don't they
1: well, it, but again, there's has been. It was weird. The game sort of then sort of we stopped doing that after we scored. You know, the game was sort of going, going nowhere really. And was, you're saying, okay, we're we'll getting this. what, forty minutes gone, forty odd minutes gone, get into half time, and then they hadn't threatened at all. I think this was their first corner, and that was kind of a kind of lucky one. I think th- it was a free kick or something. I don't know. The ball was pressed forward. and yeah, they, they tried to take know. a quick free kick, got, didn't it, they? Yeah, it is. got a little a little deflection. And the, the Pompey commentator was um, was quite funny because he said, oh, Chambers made it obvious. It was, a, you know, if it was a slight deflection, Chambers made it obvious. I think it was Chambers who bust the gut trying to keep it in and only just missed it. And then it's a good, oh God, in in defence, Curtis, it was a good corner hit with pace, swung in, really good is it Chambers sort of loses his man does he does he ball watching I don't know but anyway it gets to Naylor and the pace on the ball Naylor gets a pretty good contact <clears throat> far posting in and then it's a bit sloppy is Zell on the post or is he not is he marking is he is he you know he's sort of like half marking harness half on the post yeah he doesn't make an effort to get it so I think to be I think to be fair to Chambers is a really well struck delivered ball really really well delivered corner but we should we should defend it better, shouldn't we? We really should. And it's just, and you could see, you know, one one, and you could see oh, a bit of a slumber. and that you know they really hadn't had anything. No, no, hardly any possession in our around our box at
3: all. I think the first time they'd been in our box.
1: Yeah, it? I think it, I think yeah. it had, and it just sets you
2: back, doesn't it? It gives them a hell of a lift, and it just sets sets you back on your heels a bit. Yeah, we won't dwell on that too much, Joe. But was Chambers perhaps a little
3: bit guilty of watching his man rather than rather than the ball? It would well, James. Yeah, he's 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 trying to hold off Naylor as opposed to sort of watching where the ball is, and then sort of Toto goes up for the header. But I don't know whether he get, he gets underneath the ball or. But sort I think ult- ultimately, it's, above a, him. It's, a, it's a really good delivery, and mm-hmm. and the header. I think even if Dazelle was on the post, I don't think he'd have stopped it because it's gone oh, in. It's flashed across, and it because yeah. yeah. he doesn't really yeah. get great contact on it. it. Just sort of deflects across, and it flicks in off the very top of the post. And I think it's one of those ones that if if you score it, you just think great delivery, great great goal really but yeah like i say every, every goal's avoidable one way or another but i think the the avoidable thing was the frustrating corner to give away wasn't yeah. it, for me and then like i say it's just uh like yeah say, you're you right comedy of errors it's just uh you could accept it more great delivery, isn't it?
1: you could accept it more if they're threatening the box and it was a cross dangerous cross came in and cut out for a corner it was just a sloppy corner really wasn't it and but no great delivery and really hard to defend i suppose at the end of the
2: day
3: hmm. I think so Naylor a delivery wasn't it? Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's,
2: come on, let's not get into that again. Um, <laughs> not at Norwich that day, so, na- <laughs> apart from the assist. Um, so na- Naylor, incidentally, Sorry, um, my P- P- poorpy, Pompey mates informed me. Um, so he, I think he scored against us in the FA Cup as well, but he anyway, did, yeah. Jacket didn't play him in the playoffs last season, even though he was fit, and his reason for it was that. He's effectively said that some players are suited to for the winter conditions and others what? aren't. So he didn't play Naylor because he didn't think he suited summer football. So the Pompey fans enjoyed him scoring in the first game after Jacket left on a spring afternoon, the first day of spring. Wow. Um, it was pretty so that, chilly yesterday, though. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was maybe Jacket's <laughs> right after all and he won't score again this season. Um so yeah, Joe at one one at half time. What was your overriding emotion? Because for much of it, it was like, this is this is brilliant. This is exactly how we should be playing against the top teams away from home. But then conceding
3: the goal, you feel like, how are we going to react from this? Yeah, it was it was frustration because we had been by far the better side throughout that throughout the whole half, really, even even after the goal and I so said we we just were making good runs. Bennett's was landing on the ball in good positions and maybe not quite having the confidence to shoot or make a decisive contribution. Norwood was running well. I thought Dazelle and Bishop were controlling the midfield really. Edwards was doing okay, sort of hit, a bit hit and miss, but we were just not under any any problems. And then we know how difficult we find it to score a goal. And once you score one, you just can't. That's like how you just can't concede when. Against a team who weren't playing well at the time, who looked bereft of confidence, and suddenly, like I say, it's a point I'd made, I sort of on Twitter last night. It's like we seem to build momentum so slowly, and we build our confidence up so slowly, and then when we lose it, we lose it so quickly, and yeah. our heads just drop. And even even after the goal, the last sort of two or three minutes of the half, mm. you could just see that we needed half time to come to try and sort of get the players back in the change room and for Cook to. Basically, just try and get them going again. Tell them how well they played. Tell tell them that they're the better side. Tell them that game was there for the winning. But, it, well, it, whatever happened, it, it didn't. At halftime, we came out in the second half and looked exactly the same as we did. Bereft of confidence, playing with fear, just not making people taking the easy options as opposed to trying to make something happen. And the second half followed a predictable pattern, really. It did,
2: yeah, not not an awful lot, really, it was a bit of a nothing for the third quarter of the game, wasn't it not not an awful lot happened, um Armando Dobra, um who's sort of in from the cold again, came on for Bennetts, who tied quite badly, didn't he um and in the seventy second
3: minute, Joe it's Portsmouth who scored the third goal of the game, yeah, so it's 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 a ball down the flank, isn't it, and it's, it's one of those ones where I, I don't think the ball does go fully off, but it it's one of those ones where they always seem to get given, where part of the ball goes across and the line's been always flags. But when that when it happens, it's Curtis again, isn't it? Who just get, gets away and pulls the ball back. And it's just one of those crosses that all our players are going backwards. And it's just sort of Ward, I think, is the closest one to it. And he just can't quite get a foot to it. Is it Judge who makes the first block from Harness? Yeah, gets really well there, as makes, well. Makes, yeah, really. does, makes a good block, but the ball just could go Six. anywhere, but it doesn't. It just sits up perfectly for Harness just to run in and wallop it at the goal. And unless it was going to hit someone, it was going in. And it did go in. And I think we all had the same sort of emotion at that point. Game over, effectively. We we just didn't look like we were going to be able to sort of turn the screw back around and sort of prove to be the case.
2: No. Absolutely. Uh, I think uh, there was a a few examples of the ball going out of play down that side. I think it's because it's such a a consistently green pitch, but on the touchline where the linesman runs along, it's completely bare. And I wonder whether it was just a difficult one to sort of work out when the ball was out of play or not. Because it it happened in our favour once that I can recall. And it, it happened again, I think earlier in the second half. Um where I thought Portsmouth were gonna score after it. Yeah, I mean the Seems players did play. stop.
1: I mean, it didn't, for the rest of the move that led to the goal, there was an appeal as soon as, as soon as he sort of kept it yeah. in and no flag. You know, they were appealing and then obviously when the goal goes in everybody everybody appeals for it. But yeah, I think it was it was one of those things. It was just yeah, look looked more out than it was in, but it was it was obviously in and yeah, we just didn't quite didn't quite react. Lucky though, wasn't it? Great block by Judge, but yeah, just just that's the way it goes sometimes. Just set
2: up as you say, hmm. and he lashed it in. So one one of the things that the Pompey and Wigan fans told me about Paul Cook is that the plan B when things aren't going well is to just carry on, just change the personnel, but not change the formation. But a couple of times now, he has actually changed the formation already. Um, so he brought on. Well, first of all, let's talk about Kane Vincent Young coming on because he came on for James Wilson, um, and Ch- and Luke Chambers moved back into the mm. central, back into centre back. Is th- is that where we're expecting him to play now for the rest of the season? If Vincent Young is fit, or do you think he might have a fight in his hands with Wilson?
3: I, th- I think a- the fact he's so quickly. The, the the easy change to make was Chambers off Vincent Young on, wasn't it? Yeah. The fact, the fact that he made the more difficult choice of Wilson off Chambers moving over Vincent Young on makes me think that that is where he he obviously wants to keep Chambers on the pitch for his well his ability and his leadership qualities you'd you'd imagine and so he's he like I say I I wouldn't be at all surprised if that's if if we see a lot more of that over the rest of the season that chambers moves centrally it, it sounds like he's been very complimentary of luke sort of in the press every week and i, f- I think he wants to keep him in the team so i guess we'll mm. see how that plays out but you, and obviously vincent young you've got to get in the team
2: yeah and dave do you think it might be it might actually be the fact that chambers is, seems to be the only player that's vocal during games yes yeah, without um, doubt. Do you think that's one of the re- that might be one of the things that actually keeps them in the team between now and the end? of I think of the it season. will.
1: I think it probably will. I mean, I think it's a bit perhaps harsh on Wilson, who's who's you know I think played played really well when it, since he's been back in the side, particularly in that mm. sort of three game winning run. And yeah, even after that, I don't think. I don't think he was perhaps at fault. I think maybe, um, yeah. I don't think he was at fault for pre- either of the goals, either the goals yesterday. Um, but yeah, Chambers is vocal. Chambers is captain. Chambers is vocal, and um, clearly we lack that right, right through the side, don't we? Other than him. So, <clears throat> yeah, perhaps he would. Yeah, he want and also, yeah, once again, Obviously, you got to get Vincent Young back in the team, and yeah, and, and move Chambers across as quickly as possible. Perhaps he can even be even more a dominant vocal presence
2: from central defence rather than rather than a, a right back. Yeah, it would seem seem that way. So at the same time, Jackson came on for Judge, and we sort of changed to a four four two, didn't we? With Dobra going out wide, but Jackson seemed to be playing slightly yeah, behind I mean, Norwood, I, which was strange because there we, we had no chance of getting in him getting him in behind.
1: No, I felt a bit for Dobra really. It was difficult, difficult for him. But he, he did one of two things, one really good bit of play when he sort of looked like he'd sort of been crowded out. I think it was wide right and he twisted and turned and got in a sort of low cross towards a near post. And, that, you know, other than that, he just, you know, just didn't really seem to land on the ball. Not saying the game passed him by, just that's just how it were. Pretty much passed everybody by second half to a degree, I suppose. But there was one free kick. There was one really good free kick from De I mean, again, some of those set pieces been, um, you know, just floated in the keeper's arms. But there was one really good and that one really sort of picked up too much on it from Dizel. Right to Jackson, and it just just got away from him, didn't it? Hmm. And also, I suppose we should have spoken about early in the fairly early in the piece in the second half. I think it was Edwards again played Norwood in, almost one on one, and he saw. Yeah, it, he, he looked like he was in. And he sort of lunged it, for it and just didn't. <clears throat> ball sort of got away from. Him, just didn't quite make contact. That for Norwood, that was probably half decent chance. But so was a free kick from Dazelle for Jackson, and maybe Jackson was cold, hadn't really been on that long, and just just
3: didn't make contact with it. But well, that was it. Other probably, than that, yeah. I think the problem it. with Norwood is that he doesn't look like he's got a proper ninety minutes in him, does it? You're sort of leaving no, him you on look to, gas because you've got a puncher's chance of sort of like like in a heavyweight fight. If you get a chance, you want it to fall to him, but the yeah. chances aren't falling to him because he because he looks. Knack it yeah. after,
0: yeah,
3: oh, yeah. Sort of before about the hour mark. Yeah, at least he's it's, making those runs. He's moment. up there on his yeah. own. He's up there on his yeah, own. And you know? well, like I say, he's coming back from injuries. Yep. He's been in, in and out of the team, and he's obviously been rushed back a couple of times because the manager at the time, whether it be Paul Lambert earlier in the season or Paul Cook now, have sort of know that he's the only player that's likely to score your goal, and it does mean that he he plays more minutes than perhaps you'd want him to.
2: Yeah,
1: indeed.
3: So Troy Parrott came on for
2: Bishop near the end as well. Cook, Cook definitely, he's not afraid to make changes, is he? Um, but in truth, we didn't really create anything that late on. Um, Portsmouth was... were pretty steady once they got in front. And yeah, 2-1 was kind was of how it stayed. don't know about you I'm... two, but I felt more frustrated after that one than I did the Fleetwood game. Because the Fleetwood game felt like a bit of one of those freak games where everyone just plays appallingly like the Gillingham game whereas this one it felt like the game was in our hands and then snatched away from us so in our hands wasn't
1: it it really was yeah I I, I share that pain I think yesterday to be fair uh, when we scored the goal that one nil really create a lot after all those chances really were before you know the Bennett's sort of well good chance um obviously the judge free kick you know whilst we were one nil did we really create anything to anything close to going 2-0 probably not really but again they weren't doing anything like I said the game was just meandering along really that was the thing and then second half you know that you know that goal obviously gave them such a lift and yeah, we just weren't at the race the second half really were we that was a disappointing thing as you said I think
2: yeah indeed and yeah let's move on into the Twitter questions um there was quite a lot of Comments about these players just aren't good enough. Can't wait for Cook to get rid of them all. Um, so there's only one place to start, really, and that's with Firmski. There's a lot of questions like this: How many of this squad needs to go? It's poison from within. Clearly, what do you think, Joe?
3: I I, I, I disagree. Really, I, I think that there is a there's a mentality issue, sort of on on the pitch. But I think it's up to the sort of the management team to sort of change that mentality it's not going to be an easy job like we can see that but ultimately momentum just plays such a big big role in the season and you look at the fixtures we've got coming up over the next few weeks and yeah. you've, you've just got to start winning the games you need to win and we're either going to get in the playoffs and it means we've finished the season well and the players have got rid of this losing mentality that's there or, or we're not and and it and will and a sort of number of the players will go in the summer. I think I think there's going to be a big, a big turnaround anyway, just because there's so many players out of contracts. But yeah. I think for all the talk about the sort of mentality of the sort of players, the club as a whole, the fans are part of this mentality as well now. Like you sort of put this record, oh Ipswich aren't gonna win. Along come Ipswich, Ipswich have got a poor record. As soon as we let in a goal, we're we're bad. And it's like it's it's not just the it's not just the club that's been infected with this sort of losing mentality. it's, it's in the fan base as well. And I think I say, but until we start winning games, it, 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 the sort of accusations are going to be there. And like let's like say, we've got what, 10, 11 games left and, and we've, just got to start win- we've just got to start winning them. We, they're against teams at the bottom of the league and we need to just do our job.
0: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile
2: can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee In terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay. Craig, Craig Fimbo of this parish asks, do Ipswich have the wrong type of experience within the squad? As we have it on paper, but do we have it on the pitch, Dave? I, I, I little think about this and there's not that many promotions on the CVs of players in our squad, is there? There's there's <laughs> plenty of experience and you can call some of them battle-hardened, but not, none of them not have bloody any. won I'm anything, have they? Of or... any, is there? <clears throat> I'm struggling to think of any.
3: Um, probably Chambers did, at Forest, Judge, maybe at, Norwood at, Brent, at, Trent, Judge at Brentford, it, yeah, Norwood's, Norwood's got, Norwood, got a couple, probably a couple,
2: excuse, of long, very maybe at Bristol City, they were in...
3: League possibly
1: one possibly but it's yeah. a good question other than that there's
3: really not much at all is there i think the, i think the players that have i wouldn't say let us down the season but realistically you've got your sort of old timers effectively in chambers and scoose obviously scoose hasn't played but it's those players sort of that like 28 to 31 who should be the absolute key players driving everything forward that sort of norwood's Hasn't hasn't been fit all season. Hasn't really. I, th- I think, and I think a lot of that falls on him for conditioning through sort of leading up to the season. Didn't come back sort of how he how he should have done. And, and like I say every, everyone could see that. Judge, I think Judge has been decent since the turn of the year, but he's obviously had a lot of issues in his private life, and they they like, they must affect you on the pitch. And they and they look like they have done. And then it's sort of players like Toto who have been hit and miss. John Nolan, who's been hit and miss. Caden Jackson, who's been more miss than hit but injuries and it's it's that core of players that that should be the key sort of spine and component of the team sort of 28 to 31 years old that just haven't just haven't worked this year for us and probably haven't in the last two years either
1: no, mm. <clears throat> and the injuries are kicked in again. You know, as we said, we're all saying, you know, I know it was only only sort of, you know, first half hour last week against Plymouth, but how how well that, you know, flip, um, Downs and Dazelle started that game together, you know, mm. that pivot, you know, really brilliantly. And then, you know, next minute, Downs is out for, well, that came out this week as well, I'm doing what, four or six weeks, I think, with a yeah. grade two, was it hamstring tear? I mean, you couldn't make it up, really. I think, I think John
3: Nolan's going to be a big miss as well.
1: Yeah, Nolan. Yeah, he's got a goal in him as well. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but we're left with what we're left with. They've got to do it. And as Joe said, you know, looking at the running, I mean, how often we've said this. So there are some very, very winnable games there. But it's just stringing again, getting on another run, stringing two or three wins together, and you know, which we haven't done under Cook yet. But you know, just seeing how, because I think if you did that under Cook, then the then the you know, it really, really would start to roll because, you know, his enthusiasm, let's face it, is infectious, isn't it? You know, you just heard him yesterday, you know, without without the commentary yesterday, it's pretty unbelievable. He really is, you know. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if you can get on that winning run with him, with him at the helm, what um, I really think there would be some serious momentum there. But, yeah, on paper, it looks certainly possible, but in reality, I don't know. I don't really are are, know, we,
2: are we a team that struggles to um, fix problems on the pitch as players, do you think? Like, yeah, I think. It, I it, it, felt, it making. really felt like Cook was having to walk them through everything. <laughs> and I get that it's a new manager with new ideas, but our players never seem to be able to get themselves out of a, a problem and work their way through games.
0: Hmm.
3: I think with Cook, though, you'd probably find that when he was at Wigan and they were flying in the top half of the championship, he'd still be exactly the same on the side okay. of the pitch, walking in yeah, you know, through I think I think it's, his way. It, it's it's almost like a nervous tick, isn't it, that the things that they can see that are slightly wrong, they're gonna do it. But for for me it's it's just the fear that we play with. That that's what that, that, that's that's what sticks out to me when things aren't going well. The players, they take the ball and rather than have a shot of goal or try and beat their man. They they take it inside and they give the easy ball and completely. And, and the move ends up breaking down. But it's it's not really anyone's fault. But it's almost like they're just passing the buck, passing the passing the responsibility elsewhere. No one's willing to just do something out of the ordinary in case they lose a the ball. And, and and it's must it must be difficult to get rid of that fear that's obviously been instilled in them for a couple of years just to get that out overnight, especially when like I say, when you when you're letting a goal and things start to go badly, you then sort of revert back to this, I'm just gonna give the ball to someone. Like I say, if, if I give the ball to my teammate six yards away, I'm I'm not the one that if we can see the goal, that's gonna be blamed for it. And like I say, that that's just what Cook's got to try and get out. And you can hear him on the sidelines with Bennett's, come on, Benno, hit it, shoot, have a crack. Telling Edwards to get up and down the pitch, telling people to beat a man and things. And it's just Giving the players that confidence to try and beat a man or try and take a shot, and knowing that if it goes wrong, you're just going to say, "Well done, you made the right decision." It didn't? Might not work right, but you made the right decision, and just getting that into people's heads.
2: Yeah, and we were
1: doing that. To be fair, we were doing that first off. I mentioned Bishop, Bishop in particular, wasn't he? Absolutely, you know, two or three times he made those, you know, broke the lines. Absolutely brilliant. He thought, "Yeah, here we, are. you know, you just he looks so good. You think, yeah, okay, we'll be we'll be all right today." But. Yeah, just like you said, once they scored in second half, that all stopped.
3: I wonder if um, I think the problem we're finding is that we know that Cook plates is sort of sort of a lot of responsibility on his wide forwards, and if you look to see, no no one's really taken their chance in that role yet. Bennett's had six or seven games without really doing anything. Judges sort of come inside. Edwards hasn't been great since he's come back from injury. Lancaster's come in and out of the team. Dobras had a go there now. Uh, what's he What's he trying to find there? The fact he gave Bennett's that role that freed him up so much yesterday. Does that mean he thinks that Bennett's is probably the one that to persist with and take away that defensive responsibility and just trying to get him because he is the one that lands on the ball in good positions, I find, but he is uh, the, with how powerfully he hits his um, crosses and passes, sometimes you just wish he'd hit one of those goals sometimes because he gives the chance, like his teammates don't get on the he's end got, of there's, it. He's he's got got there's, a,
2: there's no way, there's no way that Keenan Bennett's has, got to brush a munch and glad without being able to hit a decent shot or a decent cross he just can't seem to be able to do it he, in matches and he's thought he's got it he's i've said before he's got that trick and he? he's got that lovely step over he can drop mm. his shoulder and you
1: see him he glides mm. past um guy i'm trying to think who was on the um who he's was on the commentary on him, yes was it guy? and he said he had him at um at Spurs. he's with him at spurs i think he said um um was he talking about... I'm sure he's talking about Bennett's. Yeah, he came for the youth at Spurs. And he yeah. said he was a standout. You know, he could just glide past people and just drop his shoulder. And he can, you see glimpses of it. And you so want him to go on, you know, but it just, again, perhaps a bit of fear, just something yeah. quite holding him back there.
3: Yeah, we had that, that's a, a good, question Bennett's, sorry. Almost. Oh, sorry.
2: Uh, good question on Bennett. A good question on um Joe. You can answer this from Tim Welsh. Um, hasn't Ipswich player ever had his? As- Greater talent to effectiveness differential than Keenan Bennett.
3: <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's, it's difficult to argue with it because Bennett's played what twenty <laughs> odd games a season, with one goal, and that's just not good enough. Not a good, enough, not good enough contribution from an attacking player, is it?
2: No, no. no. Jet, Jet did have a good shot on him, though, didn't he, Dave? How <coughs> oh, howitzer he of a should, shot! I think he I think Bennett's probably a bit more ground, but um, hmm. yeah. Check, definitely had
3: yeah, the no, better shot. But like, I I, I, was, I just found it very interesting the way we set up with Bennett yesterday, almost giving him that free roll off the left with players doing his defensive running. <laughs> that has has Cook decided he's he's the player out of Lancaster, Dobra, um, Edwards, Judge. He's the player that can make things happen. So he's going to be given some dispensation to try and make something happen. So and if he if he can get some confidence into him, I think he, he could be a game changer for us because yeah, he. I, like us say, yesterday, three, four times, he, he ends up in a good position. The free kick for judges, because he gets a ball and just beats a man and gets fouled. Drop, yeah. Twice on the edge of the box, he could take a shot. I say, he's he's not doing enough for me at the moment, but there's definitely... You see the signs, you to, don't you? He
1: need a bit of luck. He needs to have a shot, have a shot around the box, hits, hits a defender on the
2: arse and, and, you know... <laughs> Ends up has, in the he has scored for need, us. He, he has scored for us, and that was with his right foot, wasn't
3: it?
1: So yes, he's... right foot
3: for control, left foot yeah. for power.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he just needs he just needs something. But I think there is a there is a player
2: there. One of our many Finnish listeners, Dave Janne oh. Salonen, asks: It seems that it seems clear that we need a big summer overhaul. Is there any chance that Marcus Evans would bankroll this if the takeover doesn't happen? <laughs> Um you would think you
1: would think surely him and him and Cook have had that have had that conversation had that conversation with Cook already. I would have thought, um look, it's, it, it's gonna be a lot of wages freed up, isn't it? You know, players are gonna go, there will be a turnover and it'll be quite a considerable turnover. So I think on one hand Cook's gotta be Cook's might be cute. However, I think Cook will attract will attract players, will attract players yeah. to that to that level. Yeah, he probably um,
2: doesn't have particularly expensive taste either. No, in, no, I don't if think you look so. At the clubs um, that he's
1: managed that you before. would think, when you, Joe, I would think that you know part of the part of the deal with becoming manager was that he would have had that, he'd have had that conversation with Evans, mm. and maybe he's been promised I think, I think a small this, war the, chest um, or whatever.
3: I think the probably the most likely summer that it is, if you remember, Mick's first summer, two thousand thirteen, where we had so many players out and so many players in, but it was the summer where we bought in. David McGoldrick, Daryl Murphy, Cole Goose, Christoph Berra, Jay tab Paul oh, Anderson, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Dean Gherkin. A, a really, really good, solid t- mm. summer of business. Mm. All those, all those players were signed. Yeah, they were all on free transfers, but they would have all been first-team wages. They weren't your sort of Giles Cokes or people like that, where they're just punts on a filler. filler. Yeah, 1,500, two grand a week. These were your sort of top, top-end players of the squad, top wage earners, and I I imagine that's the sort of recruitment we're going to be. Yeah, there, it will be a lot of free transfers. But when you look at this level, League One, League Two, it's, it's all, especially in these COVID times, it's all run on a year-to-year basis. We talk about having a lot of players out of contract in the oh, summer. Oh,
1: there are going to be hundreds of players out of Yeah, there, we, we
3: only have so many out of contract Sort of as a number because our squad is so big because we've got 50 players in the squad that we've got 25 out of contract. Most other teams have got – we look at Lincoln under Appleton. They've put 12, 13 players in this season – it's, it's just the way of the world in league 1 unless you're a mm. really stable club which most most aren't slight change of pace
2: here joe if you want to um raise your glass here um yeah. for the viewers a rum fat boy rum wants to know does the size of your beer glass for the podcast depend <laughs> on
3: the performance from town um, after that fleetwood game i don't think there was a vessel big enough to drink out of after that <laughs> <laughs>
2: A barrel just had to perhaps. fill the
3: bathtub up with beer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lovely stuff. Um, Mullet, who I'm sure has got through a, a bathtub of beer during his time, asks Dave Cook was obviously trying to instill belief in the players and coach them throughout the game. Are we one piece of luck away from that mentality turning, or do we need a squad in his image before we can be effective?
1: I think we are, oh, you know, we, as I said, a bit with, um, you know, a bit with Bennett. You know, perhaps a little bit of luck, a deflected goal here and there, something that you know gets us, gets us through. But look, I think he's got, like I said, and I think this goes back to I said a few minutes ago. I think, um, you know, get if we can just string a win or two together. I think under him, um, yeah, you you really will get some serious serious momentum. He
3: really will. I think the biggest bit of luck we need between the rest of the season is keeping people fit, especially. Yes, yeah, and we James just have and, and if Kane Vincent Young can stay fit, if, if those two can start every game between now and the end of the season, I think we'll probably. Who, be okay. who, who <laughs> are
1: you? I don't know about you, but when Vincent Young came on and made that sort of immediate lung bursting drive around the right side, you feel no, like, oh, it's going to pull up. You know, he's just <laughs> bound to. But yeah, it's, it's crucial now. We can't afford to lose. We can't afford to lose anyone now. Anyone of note now around that squad.
2: So, who who would be the four players if we're going to make the playoffs? Who are the four players that we must keep fit and they must be at the top of their games for us to have any well, chance?
3: Well, James Norwood is is number one. Trutial. So Trutial. He's, he's got he's got four in his last six. Mm. He's actually got six goals in twelve game twelve starts this season. I think he averages <laughs> goal sort of more than every. Every two ninety, like half a goal per ninety minutes and stuff. So he is he is one in two all season, and the rest of our strikes are nowhere near there. So Norwood, Vincent Young, those two are key, probably. I think Teddy Bishop is quietly coming back into a nice bit of form. Yeah, yeah. I'll let. Dave picked the other one. I think the other I think the other one is much more. Maybe much less. maybe
2: if maybe if Keenan Bennett's can Keenum, yeah, prefer, if, if it maybe it's potential.
3: Maybe, you know, if just, if Kenlock could play well because I d I don't think Stephen yeah, Moore's gonna give us what we need on that other completely flank. Completely
1: out of the squad yesterday. But having said that, you know, but then is Chambers gonna make those, you know, make make those runs at right back, as we said we said all well, along that Vincent Young can play left back, but then you know, is there anyone else that can play other than Chambers that could play that could fit in at full back there? You've got and, Matheson, you know, but he seems to be a long Matheson, way off. It, but he's he? a long way off. he's he's, he's miles off. I mean, Diselle, but oh, he flatters to deceive, doesn't he? And he you know, I look at Diselle now and you think, yeah, lovely footballer. We said this all along, but how many key passes has he actually made? I can't remember well, I can't remember him last four or five seasons. or certainly since Cook, how many key passes has he made? I just don't see it. He's still sort of flatters to deceive for me. Certainly those three that Joe mentioned, and oh, yeah, if he, he's right. The others are a much of a muchness, really.
3: You, but you, you, what you, what we need is is one of those wide forwards, whether it be oh, Jack Lancaster, again. Keenan Bennett, Gwion Edwards. You need one of them to get you four or five goals between now yeah. and the end of the season, don't you, in the last 11 mm-hmm. games. One, one of those has got to hit some form and,
1: I mean, it's there. I mean, I mean, look at Edwards start of the season, bloody fire, wasn't he? What five goals in the first? What ten games, or even that,
3: probably. No, That's probably and five in about eight, wasn't it? Be hasn't eight.
1: been close. I mean, I know injured again, injured interruption, and really hasn't been a threat since, really, has he?
3: Mm. Yeah, but but between Get, between Norwood and those two and and the, those group of wide forwards, you need fifteen goals from those three, don't you? Minimum. Yeah,
2: yeah. Kevin Hurst asks: Are the youngsters as good as we think? All made available for loan, but very few went out. Do we big them up far too much? This gets put, put to them quite a lot, doesn't it? But they're in a team that's struggling. Our only team is yeah.
1: struggling. I think we do big the youngsters up because we love you know, we like to see the youngsters coming through the academy and and making it to the first team. And mm-hmm. certainly, you know, the ones, you know, the ones that have, I mean, even what some of the ones that are out at the moment, um McGavin, you know, he's looked good at he's looked good at times and I'd say certainly one for the future. Look, we all we all like Al Mazzuni and yeah, perhaps I would have liked him, I'd like to have kept him. Obviously now he's out for the season, but um and I think um, and Dab doing well up in Scotland now, isn't he, Jack?
3: Yeah, he's Team um, of the Week. a real key player for them up there, but yeah, McGavin's not really getting much for looking at it up there, which is a is he which not? is a shame. No, but um, no. but even when you see someone like Jack Lancaster, he two years ago he was cutting it in the championship Gone shell. In, in a really poor team in the championship. Gone in his shell. He, he, he's good enough. To, like yeah. he's shown that. But you've just got to all all these players just need the manager to just to get their mentalities right just to help them out just to take that fear out of their game hide it's their little things in it like sort of fine
1: margins it? sometimes with these players I mean Lancaster's season might have turned out slightly differently had he scored that goal at Sunderland which he should have, you know he gets over the ball he scores um with yeah. what two up we win the game he's probably yeah. in the team for the next four or five games you know so, um, mm. you know fine margins with these players but I don't think they're bigged up I mean you know the fans just love to see it because they love to see these players graduating through graduating through to the first team. Um yeah. I mean again another player who could have been so useful for us and he, I think he was back and training what well, has played for the 20, 23s, was, was obviously Tristan Nidham. But again with all the all the yeah you know, all the football he's missed you can't just expect him to come back and slot in full fullback can you? But he might be a he might well be a you know a um yeah, uh, know, possibility one. there.
3: I think um someone someone was talking about him Pre game who played in the under 23s it might have been Jack Lancaster or Cole Scuse even. And they just said, Oh, he's back first game, best player on the pitch for the under 23s. Really? And well, ah. didn't play, he didn't play for the under 23s last last game. So I don't yeah, know whether he's now managing that, though, moved into the first first team squad because Vincent Young hasn't played for the under 23s, as an example, where you'd have thought they'd have given him a game to. Sort of try and help I mean, him with his fitness. So hopefully a, Nidham's getting close because he's a quality there, player.
1: There's an exciting prospect of Vincent Young on one, one on the right side, and Nidham on the left, isn't yeah, it? For yeah. goodness' sake.
3: And Nidham is one of those players that just seems to have a really good mentality for football. And I yeah. think he, he doesn't seem to go into his shell at all. He's he's one of those players that just goes Confident. and goes and goes. And like I say, like I say it, it's it's not going to take much to turn it around. It just needs. Like, what or was it, Mallet who just said, you just need that little bit of luck sometimes, don't you? You just need to win a game that maybe you shouldn't and just push on from there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Dave Strang asks If Cook, as expected, decides it's time to say goodbye to Chambers and Skews, do you think the fans will back him or back our two longest serving
3: players? <laughs> I feel like mo- most most I would back, back him. But... I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, but I'd, I'd also like to think that people should back him now in that. He's, he's, seen, he's identified Chambers as a key player in the team, but yet there's still the section of the fan base who still say that Chambers shouldn't be there. But yep. Cook is now moving Wilson out to play Chambers centre-back. And if yep. he continues to do that for the rest of the season, either you trust Cook and you back him that he's the right man or, or you don't. And if, it, if that's what he thinks is the right thing to do, then I'd say we'll see from there. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Matt Makin asks, Dave, how does Paul Cook go about sorting out the psychological issues in the squad once again, yesterday, heads seemed to drop as soon as Pompey equalised, despite having been in control of the game up until that point. It, sorry, is this lack of resilience in the team the biggest issue right now? I think it is. and You need leaders, and I think we've already
1: touched on that, you know. Um, which is perhaps why he left Chambers he lost you know, he left Chambers on and, and took Wilson off. There uh, there's no great vocal presence in that team. You know, there's not a you know, can you imagine that team, a totally different team, well, it's not hypothetical, someone like McGilton in in, in central midfield. Yeah, you know, these players set standards, you know, and and players react to that and players respect respect that. Um, and other than Chambers, there's really no one, you know, there's no
2: one there at the moment. There really isn't. So do you, so do you think that the way that Paul Cook can sort these psychological issues out is to bring in some quality players. I think so. I think in so. The, yeah. In the summer, I'd like some to experience. see. Yeah,
1: you'd like to see a bit of an experience, a gnarly, say old but a gnarly experience central midfielder with a bit of Nels in there. You, you want know. a couple
3: of his generals, don't you? Cook's yeah. generals. Like yeah. Roberts is obviously one, but he's now on the coaching side. But yeah, yeah,
2: yeah there definitely there will definitely be a couple still kicking about. Chris Rand, Um, we always enjoy this. Um, I'll ask in case nobody else does. Of the 11 games left, can we win seven and draw two? (laughs) That's what the playoffs will probably need. Um, Chris has encouraged us to go game by game. Go for it. No, we're already 51 (laughs) minutes in, Dave.
1: But um, no, but but you we've look got seven at it. Games I mean, against
3: you, the bottom six to come. I
1: mean, yeah, you look at it, you've got so uh, you've got Bristol Rovers tw- at the moment twentieth, Rochdale twenty fourth, Wimbledon was it twenty third, Northampton twenty second,
2: was it? Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, uh, as you out said, of those seven, Joe, in the in the bottom, what was it? Bottom six, did you say? Yeah, because you've, you've, so, you've got to play
3: Wimbledon twice, effectively. Yeah,
2: got, so the, already... those those teams are going to be fighting. Up against relegation, so it might it might it might turn out to be slightly more difficult than we found it earlier on in the season. But would you back us to maybe win
3: four five of them. those, four, four of, or five, and them, then yeah.
2: and and definitely draw? I mean, maybe only yeah. lose one of them.
3: Yeah, if you win five, draw one, lose one; win four, draw two, lose one. I think you're not you're probably there going to be there or thereabouts. But that's, we've got nothing to fear going into these games and. People should, can moan yeah. about it. But if we go to Wigan next week, they're, they're in a crisis, this team. And they get <laughs> they get some good results, but then they have some absolute shockers. Like they might win 2-3-0 no, one week, but then they'll lose 3-4 the, the week I mean, after. And you, you look at the bottom of that table, look at the goal differences of that bottom six. and They're all minus 20s. They're... The reason they're at the bottom of the league is because they're not very good and we've got to go there and beat them because we need to prove yeah, that we, are, we good. are but it's just a mental league, isn't it? I mean the league is I mean Fleetwood, Fleetwood absolutely
1: I thought so both, you know, technically were miles better than us on Tuesday night. No, they lose two 0
2: at home to Swindon <laughs> yesterday. I mean that brings, no that brings me on nicely to the no other rival results, reason Dave. to do it. Yeah. So um, Sunderland and Lincoln they didn't neither of them seemed to want to lose that game. No. So they drew They drew one all. Um Accrington Stanley won 3-1 against Wigan. AFC Wimbledon drew at home to Charlton, which did us a favour, but maybe shows that AFC Wimbledon and are, no mugs. Aren't, aren't a bad side. Mm. Um, Oxford lost 2-0 at home to Blackpool. So Blackpool are right back in the mix now. Fleetwood, as you mentioned... Um, <laughs> They lost two um, 0 Just quick shout out for Fleetwood's goal music the other night. Uh, even when really, we Pugwash. were conceding, I was I was pissed myself laughing both times. I heard Jordan that.
1: said, "My lad," Jordan said about it. He went up there. Apparently, he must have played it last. Um, well,
2: he's heard it before, and um, yeah, yeah he, he said, "Oh, you got to listen to this. That's was superb, wasn't it?" <laughs> Captain Pugwash, brilliant. If you want entertainment, Rochdale and Peterborough are the sides to watch, aren't they? And as expected, they played out a three-all draw. Did- did you hear that Rochdale stat on the yeah. quest last night? Yeah. What the, is it that they have
1: they've, they've scored three goals at home four times and haven't won. <laughs> <laughs> just sensational.
2: Amazing. What a Adam. team to watch. Plymouth Plim- <laughs> yeah. um, Plim- finally got a win. They beat Bristol Rovers 2-0. Gillingham drew at home to Doncaster. Uh, Crewe won at Northampton. Hull... I think they're still top. Yep, yeah, they drew away at Shrewsbury. And Burton's incredible run <laughs> came to an end at the hands of total football Milton Keynes. Um, so that the table now, so all of the top six drew, um, which is quite incredible. So that's Harlow still top Amazing. with Peterborough second, but with games in hand. Sunderland the third, Lincoln fourth, Doncaster fifth. Charlton are sixth on 56 points. So they're two points ahead of us, but we have two games in hand on them. Um, I probably should have worked out points per game rather than going through this, but ahead of us now we have um, Gillingham and Portsmouth. I mean, look, looking
3: at it, Blackpool are the dark. Blackpool have got a couple of it. games in hand, haven't Yeah, they? a couple yeah. of
1: games in hand. Only a point on a good field. little run.
0: But that yeah. also means they've got, got, got
3: so many games to fit in now between well, they have, the, end of the season, right? doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so they've got, it's, got uh... four
1: games in hand on Charlton and teams, but Joe's right. Yeah, you know, it's going to come. Yeah, you know, that's going to. Games are just going to come so thick and fast for them, but. Yeah, it's all very tight. It's so tight. Yeah, so I mean, again, you know, looking at us, I think I mentioned it last week. You know, goal difference is going. to... Yeah, that's, that's another point. If you, you know, if it's going to come down mm-hmm. to as it well as it did last time, we went in the playoffs. The goal difference. I mean, that really works well. Yeah, pretty much at the moment it works against us. It Looks like um, the
3: top four are going to be in the top six, doesn't it? At the moment, yeah. And then, and then yeah. the rest of five for five, scrapping for two. Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
2: I'm going to yeah. push you then with. How many games left have we got? Eleven. Eleven. Eleven games left. Um, who is going to finish in the top six? Starting with Dave. Um. So, Hull Peterborough. Yeah, well, it's going to be, yeah, going to be the top four.
1: Hull, Hull Peterborough, Sunderland, Lincoln. I mean, again, you know, they're there with games in hand. You've got to say probably Doncaster. I'd love to say us. I think probably Portsmouth.
3: Yeah, that's, I'd, be, I'd be the same apart, apart from Doncaster six. out, Ipswich in. I think the top four, and I think it'll be Portsmouth in Ipswich fifth and sixth.
2: There you go. There so you go. That's it. So yeah. who do you think will play in the playoff semi-finals, Joe? Uh, it, presumably we're sixth, Sunderland the third at the moment. Do you think it could be Hull?
3: It, it wouldn't surprise me to see Sunderland just sneak on. up automatically. Yeah. I think yeah. they, they seem to be yeah. on a sustained run of decent form. Hull, Hull are a little bit up and down, but I, I think it'd be... I think Sunderland and Hull to go up automatically and then Peterborough and Lincoln. So one of those two. Hull will score enough, Hull will score enough
1: goals. Um, yeah, I think, I think you're probably right there. I hope you're right,
2: Joe. I really do. <laughs> Joe keeps the faith. We've got play. we've got a good manager now, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. If if Norwood can keep himself, and it, he's we've, got, we've got half a chance.
1: And I think we shouldn't underestimate. I know you know people say so what, but I shouldn't. It shouldn't be underestimated that he's got a whole week. There's no midweek game this week. He's got a whole week to work with the work with the players on shape and formation yeah. and get his points across and instill some of that confidence and stuff. It's a well, bit more well, steel. Teddy, in him Teddy
3: Bishop has said. Sort of in this post-match interview, like we're in early Monday morning. We've been told it's going to be a hard week, and he says that there's been a lot of information to take in already. And you sort of try but he like to hear that it's difficult. And we we all they've had is sort of one training session a week basis since he's come in. So this week we can have a real, real good go at getting his shape across. A real I mean, busy week, and it's love not to go to Wigan and win next week.
1: Well, this is it. It's not the be. I was going to say that it's not the be all and end all next week at Wigan, but. It's start running that game. games so I'd say it's a ones, ones, big three yeah. points win win at Wigan, then you've got Bristol Rovers at home, and you're into Easter big game,
2: a big game next week at Wigan, yeah, win that and yeah Do you think it'll be a six day week for them Joe, because I think normally clubs have a day off during the week don't, on a yeah. Wednesday but would you, yeah, would you expect I'd, them I'd to just the be profession. in every single day
3: maybe just doing some Even if they're just walking through the, some shape and things like that or watching yeah. some video, i you can't give them a day off this week, and I'm not saying you need to work him, work him, work him, work him. You've, you've, mm. there's, there's so much information they need to get across that you've you've just got to get them in there working through it. And I'd say just be and it's, there's such a big squad of players as well, isn't there? That you, you, you sort of working through with one lot, and then you've got another lot of players that need it as well. And it's just it's, it's a real challenge for them. And but yeah, it sounds it's got, like I he's mean, a very good coach, and hopefully, he can I mean, it's going
1: it. I mean, to be the next two weeks. I mean, I know. Obviously, then you're running into Easter. But then, obviously, after the Wigan game, the next game's Good Friday, isn't it? So, again, you've pretty much got a full
2: you know, full week with the players again. So, a crucial, crucial couple of weeks. Lovely stuff. So, yeah, the, there won't be a live stream this week unless, unless we have some more exciting takeover news or something like that. <laughs> um, so the flagship podcast will return next Monday, hopefully after a morale-boosting win at Wigan. Um, is there anything you both like to plug aside from favourite chicken ribs before we go?
3: We've got the FA Youth Cup fourth round tie against Ooh. Swindon on oh, Saturday, yes. but it clashes with the Wigan game. So I don't think that it's going to be streamed Ooh. anywhere, sadly. But um, also the under-23s are playing Hull tomorrow night and they normally stream their games and it's a seven o'clock kickoff. So on face, face Facebook, a, isn't it? Yeah, there might be a chance to watch the Hull game tomorrow. So oh, we'll okay. see.
2: Okay. Yeah, should see Kenlock. Lang- Lancaster, maybe?
3: I, I, or, I, I think they'll send a proper full under-23 squad up there because yeah. they want to keep all the senior players back for this oh, week. Of course, Raiders. yeah, because it, it's such a long, long so, journey, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah know, I see did did that. Lancaster up there, and they're, they're not there Monday, Tuesday, effectively. Hmm. No, good point. Did
1: I see that Hawkins is close to being fit again as well? Yeah. You're sort of almost forgetting about him.
3: He is close to training. I also, I just I just remembered, I have heard that sort of four of the under-18s are travelling up for the under-23s game on Monday that they were pulled out of yesterday's game. So this is going to be... No no first team is going to be involved in this under-23s game. Yeah, you wondered about that because the 18s got hammered
1: yesterday, didn't they, Joe? Yeah, and basically
3: three of their normal back four weren't playing, so it sort of explains that to an extent. Yeah. There you
2: go, then. Bodies on the training pitch. Mm. Okay, so, yeah. Dave, unless you've got anything else you want to plug no, I, no no
1: i did a, i did a bit of plug for the russell osman and ray crawford uh it's shameless plugs for the russell osman and ray crawford interviews last week which got i think it got a bit more traffic got a bit more traffic but
2: no um no other than other than that no not really um onwards and upwards lovely stuff okay yeah thanks for listening and watching and wish for whatever you like <laughs>